Well, today is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. Happy Mother's Day to those of you who may not be a physical mother, but you mother anyway. <laughs> Thank you to those mothers who mother kids that aren't even your own kids, and you mother them. <laughs> so, I just feel like this is such a sweet atmosphere. I was like, I don't want to go on. Um, we have a, just a little uh, gift for the moms here today. Um, and uh, I'm going to call Marilyn up. She's just going to share just a little tidbit of something. Um, be, well, as she, as she makes her way up here, I just wanted to let you guys know that we do have a date for our worship night that we've been pushing back and back and back. <laughs> Um, it is May the 20th at 7 p.m. <laughs> um, so be here and just be ready to worship. Um, one of the things that we're looking to cultivate in this time of worship, um, we're going to have the worship team and they're going to lead us in worship. But I really want us to cultivate a time where we bring the worship. They're just the background music that we use our own voice, we call heaven down, we thank God from our hearts with our words and worship him that way. So that's what we're looking to cultivate, um, but they're gonna spurn us through this first couple of worship nights that we do. So anyway, here's Marilyn. She's gonna speak some wisdom to you guys. <laughs> uh, she's real trusting. <laughs> so um, if you are 18 years or older, um, ladies, would you please stand? Rebecca, yeah, that's you. <laughs> she looked like me, really. <laughs> so, ladies, this is just a small token. The, the kiddos are going to pass it out. Just a small token of just thank you for all you do. Um, we honor you. We honor you with so much what you bring to this body. And um, so I was thinking, Lord, how, what am I going to say, share? These ladies deserve the best, and I want to give them the best. And, you know, me and God are real, real sometimes. And he said, get out of the way. I've given them all things. He's given you all things. Your daddy is a daddy that owns cattle on a thousand hills. So there's nothing that I can give you that he hasn't already given you. And um, so, also, so what I um, also heard, I did a teaching with the Kingdom Life one time about sound waves. And when we speak, your voice carries in a sound wave. But when you speak, or I speak, when we speak, our sound wave, our, our voices are heard in the natural, but our sound waves go to the supernatural. So what you speak carries on forever. That authority that you walk in carries, not, in he, not just here, but into the supernatural. So don't doubt, just keep speaking. Keep speaking because of the authority you carry. My son in love told me that every dance move that he made, that he uh, did, could last for three, four, or five days. What you speak lasts 
because it doesn't stay here, it goes there. Okay. So I just want to pray over you. Lord, God, these are your ladies. These are your people, Father, that you've called. Thank you. Thank you for this beautiful, beautiful body that we belong to, this family that we have. Thank you for the ladies that you have, these ladies that you've called, Father. Thank you for how they're so willing to walk, not just in their identity, but their purpose and their destiny. Thank you, Father, for, for allowing them to know, or for showing them, not allowing, showing them, Father, even deeper how great they are and how much you love them. And I just keep hearing the Lord saying, you've been called. He's called you. He's called you by name. He's called you by name, and what you carry will bring freedom and breakthrough for all those that you come in contact with. He's saying, I just keep hearing, I just keep hearing walk. Walk in the flow of the river that he's given you. Just keep, continue to walk because he's your, he is the one that's giving you the strength. He's the one that's making you stronger day by day. He's the one that's infu in, infusing you. He's the one that's giving you all the words that you need. He's the one that's giving you the wisdom and the understanding and the knowledge to walk in. He's the one that's called you. And since he's called you, there's nothing nothing that you lack to carry the message that you have to give. There's nothing you lack to love the people you've been called to love. Just keep walking in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. You know, I had it in my notes and I'm not going to, I'm going to stop saying that. That's from the 80s. Give the Lord a hand clap. Um, he deserves it. He deserves it. But uh, anyway, let me pass on from that awkward moment. Um, there's a couple of things that we're, we're switching up real quick. Uh, but real quick, our kiddos. Uh, oh, okay. It works. So um, I, I asked you all for something last week as I was setting the platform uh, for this, this message, this journey that we're about to jump into, um, which for me personally, um, I, I think it's at the very core of who Raquel and I are and what we're carrying and walking and, and trying to build. Um, and so I asked you all for something to, you know, pray this week for something specific. And I kind of set up last week to jump right into this, this message about freedom that's been, um, it's something that it did. Uh, and we saw just some tremendous things. This is about four years ago. And um, I've kind of refined it and the Lord has uh, kind of had me on hold with it. And so uh, I, I knew it was ready. 
but in my anxiousness, I forgot that it's Mother's Day. And so um, um, we're going we're gonna to push that back one more week. So I need y'all to pray again <laughs> one more week for those specifics. And, um, uh, but as we were talking all this week, um, Raquel is not up here because it's Mother's Day. She's up here because she's got something for us today. Um, and uh, so, um, no, I'm not going to do a Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. Or, no, I would never do that. <laughs> anyway, um, don't forget, uh, uh, you know, just uh, our giving, uh, the app. If you need help with that, you can see Sarah. Um, and, um, yeah, get, I think there's, that's all the announcements. You talked about the worship night. And I think that's it. Great, man. We're ready to get in there. Are y'all ready for the word? Yeah. yeah? All right. So, uh, Raquel, here you go. You ready? <laughs> yes. yes. Chris and I um, have this agreement that I have up until this very moment <laughs> to say, never mind. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can say never mind right now, and I don't know how many different languages, facial expressions. I could, I could do it right now. Uh, my printer wasn't working, um, and then I tried to print it here, and it didn't happen. So I have this technology thing. I feel, I feel a little official right now. I feel like I'm. Thank you, thank you. I have notes. I even made them really big so I could read them. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so I have been going over in my head the things not to say. <laughs> so I'm going to try not to say those things because I am fine up here. I'm comfortable up here. I just want y'all to know that. I'm just going to take a walk around this thing. I'm just buying time, guys. Um, uh, let me see. So, you know, I think I've shared with you guys that whenever I'm going to share something, it's like I try to take notes, and it just it doesn't happen. Like, it's all, everything's everywhere. So I was up last night, and I was like, dang it, I'm doing some notes. <laughs> and I did, but now I'm afraid that I'm just going to say, last Mother's Day, I think I talked about finding my <laughs> Like, I think I'm going to read it, and I don't want to read it. So I'm just trying to get that out of my head. Anyway, I said all that to say, last Mother's Day. <laughs> okay. Uh, last Mother's Day, seriously. Um, I talked a lot about finding my voice, because I've been on an adventure of uh, being here <laughs> and doing this. And um, I, I found my voice, and I'm uh, walking it out learning to use it, uh, learning when not to use it. That's, that's important, too. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Disruptive. Um, I've uh, been understanding my identity and the, understanding the power and authority that I walk in, and that's always been so hard coming from a church culture, uh, being female, and, you know, some of that may even be my culture. Um, you know, Hispanics are, <laughs> women are not 
at the top a lot of times. Um, and that's not across the board, but a little bit. <laughs> it is, kind of. Kind of, it is. Um, I, um, I've been realizing that I have all these things, right? I have power, I have authority, I have a voice, and I have an identity. Something that I'd never realized before that I had, and, and I do. They've been there all along. Who knew? But I also know that um, the choice is mine. I can choose to say, never mind. <laughs> and Chris had his Bible up here, and he's prepared to speak on something. <laughs> but I don't want to choose that. I've been choosing that for so long. And um, I want to choose this. I want to choose my identity. I want to choose who I am. I want to choose to do what God's calling me to do, to share with you where I've been or where I've come from so that you're not there, so that you're not at the ripe old age of 25 trying to figure out this life. <laughs> um, I've been 25 for a while, guys. I've been, I've been 25 for 25 years. Um, so I'm still walking this out. I'm learning. I'm growing. And, you know, I was sitting here and I was thinking, um, I think I talk a lot about, um, you know, use, using your voice, um, about power, about authority, about worship. And I've just been thinking, you know, like, Lord, what, what does that look like? What, is, what does that look like to walk this out? You know, we talk a lot about church culture and stepping into kingdom. And church culture a lot of times says, what does that look like to walk out your identity? Oh, just go pray about it. But go away and pray about it. Go into your corner and pray about it. Don't, don't ask me because I really don't know. But if I tell you to pray about it, it sounds good, right? It sounds like I know what I'm talking about. So in this journey, I've been asking, what does this look like? How do you walk out your power? How do you walk out your authority? How do you increase that? Because I think that God gives you a measure of power and a measure of authority. But as we are in the word and we're reading about our father, we're reading about this guy that died on a cross for our sins. We're reading about how he left the Holy Spirit to guide us and comfort us and counsel us. That right there helps you recognize, you know, it's one thing to step into your identity. It's another thing to step into your identity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Yeah. And all the, all the things come with it, all the feels, all the, all the stuff. So in spending time in his word, understanding who he is, but also, I, and I've probably shared this again too, is I did a study on worship and the power that's in worship. The power that, you know, whether you're on your knees or on the floor or just sitting in a chair and you're worshiping, it changes who you are. It changes your thought process. It, think, it changes how you see the world. It changes how you respond. It changes so many things. And, you know, I don't know if I've watched too many Avenger movies and I'm wanting to do like Spidey senses, you know, like, like that would be awesome. But I notice it sometimes when, when I'm talking and I'm just talking and I'm like, man, this amazing stuff comes out of my mouth. And I'm as surprised as the next person. <laughs> like, seriously, there's been times we're in conversation and we get in the car and I'm like, did you hear? What came out of my mouth? <laughs> Did you hear that? And he's like, man, we should have recorded that. I was like, I know. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It came from spending time with the Lord. 
It came from being in worship. It came from when I'm, on, when I'm in worship and my mind is constantly going to a grocery list or whatever it is I have to do, and I turn my focus back to him. I keep turning my focus back to him. That's where it came from. And it comes out at the right times. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so um, a couple scriptures, scriptures that I have here um, is Matthew 17, 20. I think I probably should have told you all this ahead of time, but I think they put it up on the screens. Matthew 17, 20. Um, it says, for, for I assure you, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing. Nothing is impossible for you. And when I read this, I think, um, I don't know how much moving mountains is going to come into, um, like how much are you going to need to move a mountain? <laughs> we don't have mountains here. Um, I don't know how necess necessary moving a mountain is, but I believe he's using that as an example of nothing is impossible. And I'm not against moving a mountain. Um, John and I are trying to walk through walls. <laughs> we haven't, but when we will, we'll let you know. <laughs> so we're trying to start small and you know, eventually move up to a mountain moving. But my point is that is nothing is impossible for you or for me. Nothing. That means, that means nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing is impossible. I think, um, I think that scripture, so, sorry, let me back up. Even though moving mountains would be awesome, it'd probably um, raise your Instagram followers a little bit. It doesn't help your brother, your sister, your friend next door that's hurting, that's stuck in their head with the thoughts, the things that they've been told as a child or a teenager, that they're ugly or they can't or they're no good or they're un incapable of doing. Sometimes it's so hard to get out of your head, right? I've been in my head all morning, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I was the only one in there. Actually, I wasn't the only one in there, but it felt like I was the only one in there. <laughs> it sounded like my voice. I read that scripture to say that nothing is impossible. Nothing, 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 nothing. We've been facing some things, you know, with the, with the business and trying to understand what to do, and it looks hopeless sometimes. It looks impossible. But here it says... Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. I mean, nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to get that through my head right now, guys. I'm just letting you know. Um, you know, I, I've shared with you before, too, that uh, I love documentaries. Anybody love documentaries here? Yes. They're so informative. Um, <laughs> but I uh, just came off of a, a kick of watching uh, a cult documentary. <laughs> Um, they're not all, you know, devil-worshipping occults. They're just organizations that lead you down very bad paths. But whether these people are trying to get you to worship the devil or worship them or give you their money or do all the things, 
At the end of the day, all the people, they're hurting. They want something. They're looking for something. And they're giving their lives over to something that's not going to benefit them because they don't know the truth. They don't know their identity. They don't know their power. They don't know the authority that they walk in. People need someone to lean on, someone to process life with, someone to live life with that doesn't have an ulterior motive, someone to love them just the way they are, someone to be Jesus' hands and feet to them. That's what the world is full of right now. John 10.10, I don't think this is the whole verse. I just wrote down a part of it. It says that the devil, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's all he's come to do is to steal, to kill, and destroy. There's no steal, kill, destroy, and show your identity. There's no steal, kill, destroy, and give you wealth. It's just steal, kill, and destroy. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Have you ever seen an animal prowl? When we um, lived on the farm, I was one day I was doing yard work and I was inside. So we had like 22 acres. And in that, an acre of that, I believe, or so was like chain link fence. And that's where our house was. And I was doing yard work and I was talking to Chris on the phone and, you know, just talking in the middle of the yard. And then I look around and I'm like, man, I see like this much of a coyote. And then it, it twitches like this. And then I see another one and another one. <laughs> it was like four or five of them that day. And I was like, whoa. And our chickens were out and they were prowling. It's, it's a little scary. Now, they weren't coming for me, they were coming for the, for the girls, but my point is, is that he's prowling. He's waiting for you. He's waiting to come and attack you, and he doesn't stop. There is no stopping him from bringing you down, from pulling you down. He attacks you at your lowest points. He tries to bring you down lower and lower. He tries to make you feel that there is no hope, that all things, that all the things he's been whispering to you since you were a little boy or a little girl. He tells you that no one sees you hurting, no one cares, and no one is coming to help you. And I think this world is full of those people. Living this life, it starts to mold you into something that you were never meant to be. It starts to make you walk you know, guarded all the time, living behind walls, never expressing how you are, and actually even forgetting who you are. You never even dive in to see who is this person, what do they like, what do they want? Yes, Chris. Um, (laughs) He told me to put the mic closer. Yes, pasta. Um, Um, come back, Holy Spirit, for a second. <laughs> um, living this way, at this point, you're not really living, you're just surviving. And there's so many people in survivor mode. I forgot to mention up, up top of my notes as I'm scrolling back up, is that uh, one of the things that I have here is that This is Mother's Day, and what this message is about is the power of mothering. The power of our power, the power of our authority, and the power of using our voice and our identity. 
And I wanted to go back up there to say, to mention that, because I'm talking about hurting people. I'm talking about people out there that don't know the things that you know, that haven't come into kingdom mindset like you have, that are not on this journey to learn more about God, learn more about themselves, and learn more about the God that lives inside of us. So I say all of that, all of the negative and all the hurting to say, but God, but God, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what it smells like because but God, but God, 1 John 4, 4, you are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Greater is he that is in you. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. The power you have living inside you trumps that. And it may not look like it, but it does. It does. It's about bringing your attention back to believing what his word says and not what you're seeing. So greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And nothing will be impossible for you. So take your power, the power of the one who rose from the dead. Take your authority, the authority of the one who went to hell and took the keys back and returned your authority back to you. Take your identity, the identity that's your birthright. That when you recognize who you are, your life has never been the same. And this is Mother's Day. So what does all this have to do with mothers? <laughs> I want to encourage you to, to mother. Not mother as a noun, but mother as a verb. Mother as an action. <sighs> mother, even when it looks hopeless. Mother, not just your own kids. But the kids who work at your favorite coffee place, mother your adult friends. You know, some of us have friends that are our age but never had a mother. They don't know what it's like for a mother to caress their hand or call them or tell them they're doing a great job. And that's sometimes at 30, 40 years old. It doesn't have to be a young child. The world is full of hurt people and hurt people hurt people. So let's mother. Let's be that verb. Let's be that action in mother, in the word mother. Mother with your positive words. Mother with your eyes. Mother with your ears. Mother with your hands. Mothering is not just scolding. Mothering is not just ministering. It's just being there sometimes. Mother with a sandwich. Maybe it's a PB&J. If you're Mexican, mother with taco. <laughs> There's power in mothering. There's power in mothering. Mothering can change the world. Mothering, <clears throat> mothering can help people recognize who they are. Mothering can make someone sit down and say, wow, I'm valuable. This person has taken time out to see the goodness inside of me and is bringing it out, and it can change their entire life. Change their entire life. But you know, this is Mother's Day, right? We celebrate mothers. But truth is that the world needs fathers, right? There's, there was a whole documentary I saw about 
how the fathers have left the home, and it's, there's so much into it, but there's so many kids out there without a father. Without a father in their home, sometimes their mother is there, and sometimes it's only physically. It's not a mothering mother. And I'm not trying to attack anyone that's a single mom and that life is hard, and I'm not. I'm just saying, we need to start mothering. We need to start fathering. When we first met Eric and Rebecca, actually, no, we didn't first meet them. We went to dinner, lunch, after church. I'm going to get it right. We went to Black Walnut. <laughs> focus, focus. Um, Eric mentioned something about a men's ministry. And some of the topics, I don't know if you remember this. I don't, I don't want to repeat all of them. But some of the topics that he touched on that men may be struggling with, like, I want to talk about those things if they need to be talked about. And I'm like, yes. Because the church doesn't talk about a lot of these things. How do I handle my kids when they're not acting right? How do I handle my husband when he's doing this? How do I handle my wife when she's doing that? How do I handle my finances? How do I stop living a lie? How do I do these things? When you go to church, the majority of the time is, how you doing, brother? How you doing, sister? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Bless God. When you know there's all the crazy stuff going on. Hmm. So I love the topics that he talked about because the church needs that. Men need a safe place to come and talk about the things that are bothering me, the things that I don't know how to walk through because no one's fathered them, no one's mothered them, no one's loved them, no one has shown them their identity, no one has showed them their value. You know, I think this goes with it. We live in a cancel culture, right? You say the wrong thing, you canceled. <sighs> so sometimes we're afraid to say, hey, I noticed this is going on in your life. Because honestly, sometimes a lot of people don't have a grid for what that looks like, for you to get involved in my life, for you to recognize that I have a problem and want to help me. Why do you want to help me? What do you want from me? What do you want to do with that information if I give it to you? I keep looking at Marilyn. Not that that's Marilyn. <laughs> Sorry, Marilyn. Let me. We don't, people don't have a grid for a mother or a father. So seek them out and not be afraid. Let's not be afraid of them kicking us back or telling us off. Because the truth is a lot of times they go home and they're going to come back and say, Hey, can we talk? <laughs> you pointed something out in my life, and I do have that problem. Can we talk? Can you speak into me? Can you tell me what you see in me? Because I know everything that I've heard, but nobody's ever told me how great I am. Nobody's ever told me my potential. So I want to stop being afraid of if they push me back. You know, I've shared with you too, walking up here in the journey and, and being afraid. What if I say the wrong thing? What if Chris never lets me get back up here again? Because <laughs> you know, guys know how protective he is of the circle around this thing. <laughs> I'm like, Chris, you got to lighten up. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Just kidding. Just kidding. These, these things bring my heart happy. <laughs> Oh. Hmm. When 
we take our power and our authority and our identity and we use our voice and speak into the people and the families and the marriages and call the things that are not <clears throat> as though they are. Call when you're talking to this young girl and you're, she's telling you all about it and you're like, I don't see anything. Man, close your eyes and call the things that are not as though they are. Speak into her life. Let's not focus on the problem at hand. Let's not focus on the issue on the table. Let's call out what God says. God says yes and amen. God says that you're the apple of his eye. He allowed his son to down a cross for you because he loves you. There's a story that uh, Ryan Benya shared about, um, I think it was a vision he had when he was with the Lord. And, and um, I may be telling this wrong, so sorry. But basically, he, the Lord took him up, and I think he's seen a city or something. And the first thing he notices is the snake wrapped around. And God's like, don't even worry about the snake. And he was saying that as he went along in this vision, as he took his eyes off the snake and recognized what's happening in the city, and calling the things that are not as though they are, he didn't even see the snake anymore. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. You know, when you come up here and you do this, I start to get into my head of, you know, okay, not everybody's a chicken like you, Raquel. Some people just, give me that mic, I'll do it. <laughs> so I'm not in no way trying to speak this over you. I am walking this out. And I know that walking this out empowers me. And I want to empower you and give you permission, if you will. And I mean that in all honor for you and respect and humbleness towards you. In saying that I want to give you permission to step out and be that mother to the girl at the coffee shop, to step out and be that father to the boy that's cutting your grass to step out and be that mother that just walks by and caresses their face. You may not even say anything, but the fact is they've never had that before. What does a loving touch feel like? A lot of people haven't had that before. What does a father's hand feel like on your shoulder when he tells you you did a good job? And a lot of people don't have that. And when you do, it's a little nerve wracking. It's like, oh. A little story about Jim. When Jim came here, you know, Jim is everybody's dad, right? And I remember going home, I was like, man, he looks at me in the eye and he tells me I'm doing a good job. And, and I feel like, oh, <laughs> um, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to accept that. I don't know, where do I put that? I don't have a grid for it growing up. I don't know what that's like. And I'm like, Lord, what do I do with this man that's doing awesome in my life alone? just when he tells me I'm doing a good job. And he says, just take it, Raquel. Just swim in it. <laughs> All right, but it's hard. You know, uh, sometimes it's easy when someone comes up and gives you attitude because I can do that, right? We were joking Friday night, talking about I'm putting my chola bands, I'll take off my earrings. That's easy. <laughs> Somebody gives you a, a funny look. I mean, it's natural. I don't even have to think about it. It's a, it's a reflex. Excuse me. <sighs> Amen. <laughs> let's change that. And I'm in no way trying to speak that over you or tell you guys that this is what you're doing. Y'all are bad. 
I'm just asking you to go on a journey and mother this world. Let's change it that way. Um, I think it was uh, Matt Gonzalez mentioned, um, again, I may not get all the facts right, but it was something about that revival was going to happen around the dinner table, around the coffee tables. Do you remember that? And I think a lot of that is having those personal one-on-one conversations sometimes. It's helping that person recognize who they are and walk away from that table and they help someone else recognize who they are and they walk away from that table and on and on and on. And here we are, we have a new community, a new life, a new church. You know, I was realizing something, um, you know, we have the story, us coming to this place, the thing that our church went through a couple years back, and, you know, we're here. And, you know, all along in those hard times, Chris would always use this word, family. We're family. And he was calling the things that are not as though they were. Because <laughs> we weren't family. Right? Can I get a witness? Okay. <laughs> but here we are. We're family. And, you know, one of the main testimonies that we hear from our body is that when new people come in, it's that word that they use is family. I felt family there. I felt family here. And that's not just because he's spoken that. That's because of you guys. You guys love well. So what are you saying, Raquel? (laughs) I'm saying let's not be afraid to go deeper. Let's not be afraid to go further. Let's not be afraid to have a neighborhood ministry and you're just speaking into these young boys' lives and you're just telling them how great they are and what their potential is and what they can do, that there's more to life than just what they're seeing on a video game or a TV show because, dang, some of these shows, I'm like, (laughs) I don't know, they're crazy. Anyway, sorry. So I wanna do something. I just wanna pray over everyone. And I wanna pray to unlock that mother in you, pray to unlock that father in you. You know, when it comes to like the gifts, you know, some of us are prophets, some of us are apostles, some of us are pastors, but we can all prophesy. We can all prop, we can all pastor in a sense, we can all teach in a sense. Well, you may not have a physical child, but you can mother. You can mother. Mothering is not just having a physical baby leave your body. It's loving them, it's believing in them, it's being there for them, it's believing and investing in them. It's all the things. So I wanna unlock that. I'm stepping into this. (laughs) And I wanna unlock that in you because this isn't a one-man job. It's not, right? We never, ever want for this church to run, that everything only comes right here, through this. Because we're a body. We are a body. So, hmm. Preacher, preacher. So, yeah, that's what I want to do. Stepping into this, let me just tell you this. The battle in my mind is, what the heck are you doing, Raquel? Who are you 
to want to do this? Who are you to unlock these things in people? Who are you to tell someone to go mother? I'm somebody with a voice. I'm somebody that's learning her identity. And I'm stepping out. And I want you to step with me. That's who I am. And I'm going to learn on the way. And I want you to learn with me because I'm going to learn from you. Hopefully you'll learn from me. <laughs> so that's what I want to do. I don't want to listen to the voices in my head that say, this is dumb. So if that's you, and that's something that you want unlocked inside of you, you want to step out and listen to the voices inside your head, the good ones, the Holy Spirit voices that are saying, believe in that person, love that person, talk to that person. Oh, man, talking is not my thing. But Chris, and I've told people, Chris can talk to a wall and enjoy that conversation. <laughs> When I look over at him, that look on his face was like. <laughs> I just know that there's been years that Chris has been up here, and I've had that same look. Anyways, sorry. Come back, Holy Spirit. So I'm going to shut those voices down, and I'm going to ask you <laughs> to come up here. I just want to pray over you. I want to unlock the mother and father inside of you. I want you to not be afraid to use your voice. I want you to recognize people in your atmosphere and change this culture, change this neighborhood, change this community, change your family, change. I'll stop talking about me. <laughs> change. We talk a lot about changing the world. Well, it's going to start somewhere. And I'm hoping it's going to start here. <laughs> so, so, we have some music, Gregory, that we can play. Huh? Oh, sorry. Oh, I'll tell him. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> maybe not. <sighs> so, what does this look like? I don't know. But um, I'm going to come down here, and I'm just going to unlock some things. I am just going to step out, and I'm going to believe God is the bigger voice in my head and do this thing.